Yo, 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 what up? It's your host, Selinas, a.k.a. Shorty Doo-Wop. And I hope you guys find yourself in a really good spirit today. And I really hope that the last week where I wasn't recording, that you guys were not as down as I was. I went through a little hardship, um, a little broken heart. You know, but I'm back at it again. I had to regroup and please remember whenever you go through something in life, being that we are human, we have to process our emotions. We have to heal. We have to deal with what we are going through. You cannot just think you got over it and you really didn't. You have to get over it. You have to move forward. So that's what I was doing. And thank you for understanding. Thank you for the prayers. Just Thank you guys for being the best support system I could ever ask for. But with this episode, I am going to be speaking on self-control. And me personally, not proud of this, but I've been in many situations where I've lacked self-control. I've had moments, even here recently, where my self-control went out the window. One moment was at the bar and dealing with spending money. And not only should I have not been drinking as much as I was, but I shouldn't have spent that much money. I did it as an escape from reality. I did it because for the very temporary moment that it was, it felt good. But just because something feels good doesn't mean it's good to do, nor is it good for you. And another moment where I lost self-control here recently was in a moment where I felt a very intense amount of emotional pain. And guess what? Both of those moments that I had happened on the same day. Go figure. So it goes to show just as great of a day you feel you are having, it can all come crashing down the very next moment. And that was my reality for that day. You ever been so hurt that you feel numb? Now, this hurt I speak of is that of betrayal. And we all know betrayal, for the most part, comes from someone close to us. And many times that numb feeling comes from being betrayed more than one time by this particular person. So here recently, I felt numb. Even though I was numb, I had a reaction to my numbness. And that reaction led to a lack of self-control. Now, putting two and two together, you guys can figure out that I was betrayed recently by a person that was close to me and they betrayed me for the third time. So no more times of that is going to happen. That was the last time. And that is also the beauty of working on yourself each and every day. You build this immunity for your life you build this emotional security and strength even when you lose it for a moment you get to snap back so much faster than as if you would if you have never done any type of internal improvements and I am so so glad that I have grown as much as I have that I have worked on myself as much as I have because honestly I wouldn't even be recording this right now I would still be down in the dumps I had to snap back real quick because I knew that that moment that was a temporary pain and I knew I couldn't let myself sink 
deep into it because I have things to do. I have a life to live. I have children to take care of. I have a purpose like we all do. We all have a purpose and our purpose is not to sit and dwell in pain. Our purpose is to figure out why this is happening for us and not to us and what we can do ourselves to better avoid this in the future, right? So back to self-control. Self-control is the ability to manage one's impulses and one's emotions and behaviors. It's what separates humans from the animal kingdom. Self-control is primarily rooted in the prefrontal cortex. That's the part of the brain where the planning and the problem solving and the decision making takes place. And the prefrontal cortex is significantly larger in humans than any other mammals. The thing about self-control is that we all face moments in life where high or low self-control comes into play. When we practice self-control, we also practice good mental and physical health. We practice reducing crime and having a longer lifespan. When you practice self-control, you favor a more appropriate type of behavior. Everyone has a weakness, right? So some people are weak when it comes to food or let's just say a particular type of food like sweets. Some people are weak when it comes to a substance such as alcohol or drugs. Some people are weak when it comes to intimate relationships. Whatever the weakness may be, it's often tied to a trigger. For instance, say you are only weak for sweets when they are in your face. So when that donut is in your face, you lack self-control and you eat it. But if the donut is not in your face, you have better self-control because you don't go out and buy a donut. So to better help keep a higher self-control, we need to avoid triggers as much as possible. If you and your partner are having a rocky day or rocky days, so your emotions have been a little everywhere, the energy is a little off, the last thing you guys need to do is go out for drinks. Consuming or engaging in any substance that alters that prefrontal cortex that I just spoke about needs to be avoided. And it needs to be avoided until a consistent and a balance of consistency with healthy emotions are re-established. If not, if you choose the route of sweeping problems under the rug, then now you're just playing with fire. And when you play with fire, you get burned. And this is the mistake that many people, including myself, make. We figure that a good time or a good night will just erase the reality or better yet, just make the reality of our problems a tad bit better. It's not a healthy risk to take. But even though that may be true, that it's not a healthy risk, sometimes, just sometimes though, those good moments that nine times out of 10 turn into not so good moments and self-control flies out the window, you usually get some sort of truth to what is really underlying the offset of your situation. But the unfortunate part about it is you're under the influence 
of a substance. So you don't have a sober mind. And that's where emotions take over. And you tend to irrationalize your actions. And things get a little out of control. So that's the risk that you take. And just to be transparent with you guys, the last thing that we need to do in any moment that we lose even an ounce of our self-control is blame anyone. That whole, well, if so-and-so wouldn't have brought that donut or if so-and-so wouldn't have cheated, then I wouldn't have. No, just stop. Solely focus on your part of the equation because you cannot control anyone's behavior or actions. That's why it's called self-control. It's not called others control. So the only part that needs to be focused on is the self part and control, of course. But what do you need to do or not do is what needs to be remembered. If you know that every time you invite so-and-so over, they bring a donut, then don't invite them. Or let them know, please respect the fact that I am not trying to eat a donut today. (laughs) But seriously though, or if you know that getting involved again with the person that has already cheated on you is not the smartest decision on your behalf, then don't take them back. Taking them back is basically an open invitation to getting yourself hurt again. And when you get hurt, what are you going to most likely do? blame them and it's not their fault you cannot be upset with anyone but yourself people are going to do what people do and shame on those who pretend well but also shame on you for knowing better and choosing an alternative route at some point we have to take responsibility for our pain a lot of our suffering comes from the lack of self-control That's truly what it boils down to. And the more knowledge you gain, the better you get to know yourself and the more serious you will take yourself and the changes you need to make or continue to work on. Honestly, as much research that has been done and as many researchers that have proven and said what I'm about to say, we should all know with the only proof being our own lives is that People who have better self-control tend to be happier and healthier. It's a no-brainer. We don't need an expert to prove this. When it comes to self-control, don't only focus on one thing. Even if you feel you only struggle with one thing like your diet or exercise, doing just that, just focusing on your diet and exercise will make it more difficult to practice your self-control throughout your day. See, as much as we feel that we have ourselves all figured out, we don't. And there's nothing wrong with that because we are already a masterpiece. We just need daily touch-ups. You never know what temptations may arise. So you need to practice self-control on all areas of your life on a daily. Like I've said before and I will say forever, you don't take a shower once and expect to be clean forever. You take a shower on a daily basis so that you are clean for that day. Now, will we fall? Yes. Will we make mistakes? Absolutely. But the thing about mistakes 
is once and maybe twice it can be called a mistake but that third that fourth time of you making that poor decision it's no longer a mistake it's really for the lack of better terms stupidity it's lack of willpower as adults if we find ourselves really struggling with lack of self-control then nine times out of ten we struggle just as bad during our childhood And studies have shown that kids who struggle with self-control are more likely to use drugs and alcohol in high school. And boom, that was me. Was it you? Maybe. But the fact of the matter is it affects all ages. So that also means no matter what age you are, you can practice on getting better. Don't settle for, well, I've been this way all my life. No, What kind of mediocre and lack of self-love talk is that? You, we have to own who we are today. Forget yesterday and only hope for tomorrow, but own right now and today. If you are working towards a goal and you find yourself struggling to achieve that goal because Maybe you are surrounded by those triggers or you're surrounded by temptations, whatever the case may be. You must be aware of these three critical components. These three components must be present when working towards a goal. These are written by a psychologist named Roy Bymaster, and I believe in them. If I didn't, I wouldn't even be sharing these with you. So the first critical component is there needs to be a clear goal and the motivation to change. Having an unclear or overly general goal like I want to lose weight and an insufficient motivation can lead to failure. You are more likely to achieve a clearly defined goal, like set it specifically to, I want to lose 10 pounds. And you'll have a specific motivation, say it's for a vacation, say it's to fit back into old jeans that you have that were your favorite and you can't wear them right now because you need to lose 10 to 15 pounds. Set specifics. The second critical component is you need to track your actions toward the achievement of your goal. Simply setting the goal is not enough. You need to monitor your behavior each day to ensure that you are doing the things that need to be done in order to reach your goal. And the third critical component is you need to have willpower. Being able to control your behavior is a critical part of achieving any goal. Fortunately enough, research suggests that there are steps people can take in order to make the most of their available willpower. One of those steps I've already laid out for you, and that is to avoid temptation. Don't put yourself in a position where you are most tempted to fail than to succeed with getting closer to achieving your goal. Find healthy distractions. Go for a walk, call a friend, do some laundry, paint a closet, (laughs) whatever. Just do something positive and healthy that it's going to take your mind off of that thing that is tempting you in that moment. 
Try focusing on one goal at a time. Don't bombard yourself with all these goals. I want to lose weight. I want to save this amount of money. I want to get a new house. I need a new car. I need a new job. Don't put all of this on yourself at once. For one, yeah, they are all achievable goals, but it's too much on your plate at one time. If you want to get to achieving your goals in an efficient way, you have to do one at a time. Once you turn your behaviors that are needed to reach a goal into habits, you won't need to devote so much effort towards maintaining those habits. If you need to meditate in order to strengthen your self-control, think of self-control as a muscle. While hard work may exhaust the muscle in the short term, the muscle will grow stronger over time as you continue to work it. Meditate not only to strengthen your self-control, but meditate to gain the strength to strengthen your self-control. This is a cool one that for parents like myself, if you have children, some games you can play with them regularly to help them with practicing self-control is red light, green light, or Simon Says. These simple games that don't even take much from us parents are so impactful and you can play them once a day. It takes five, 10 minutes if that, and kids really enjoy it. I don't know about your kids, but I know mine do. And maybe your kids are too old now, but hey, it's still fun. You know, let's bring the kid back out. (laughs) Something else to do to practice self-control is to remind yourself of the consequences when it comes to lack of self-control. Remind yourself that lack of self-control negatively affects your self-esteem, your education, your career, your finances, your relationships, and your overall health and well-being. Is that really a risk that is worth taking? No, no, it's not. And I would tell you no a thousand times. Tell yourself, no, it is not worth losing me over. A task we can all and should all really try to do throughout our days is to try to complete unrelated self-control tasks. So try to use your least dominant hand to complete everyday things like brushing your teeth, cleaning, cooking. Studies have shown control in other domains such as reducing aggression, which in my opinion needs to be reduced to the bare minimum immediately so why not do a simple exercise to help the cause of a greater change and not only does it help with that it also helps you become a more organized individual so if you feel you are disorganized or maybe a little bit of a hoarder or however you using your least dominant hand it triggers some nerves in your brain and it allows your brain to almost rewire itself So try it. It doesn't hurt any. It's actually pretty cool to see how amazing our bodies are and our minds are. Push yourself to the limits. You don't know how far you can go if you don't even try. You don't know the changes you can make if you don't start to make them. And stop asking yourself questions like, well, should I work out now or later? Should I have one donut or no donuts? See, self-control hurts because we have to battle against ourselves. So we need to take our minds out of the middle. Start telling yourself what it is that you will and better yet have to do. 
Tell yourself, when I get home, I will work out for 20 minutes. Or when I get home, I will finish two more chapters of the book I started reading. Or when I get home, I'm going to mow the lawn. These are simple and effective ways to practice self-control. All it takes is for you to make some small adjustments because these steps are not huge changes. The huge changes come after these steps are taken. Remember, it's one day at a time. It's owning your now moment. It's owning your today making the best decisions for today so that tomorrow if we are blessed with tomorrow tomorrow can reap some more of the benefits it boils down to how bad do you want it how bad do you want that better life that you know you deserve if you want it that bad you're going to get it you will achieve whatever you put your mind to that willpower needs to be worked on every single day don't give up on yourself no matter what you do every day is a new beginning you can start fresh you can start new you can start over but what you don't want to do is start to give up don't do it you need you and with that i'm going to close this episode thank you guys for tuning in If you guys follow me on my social media platforms, which if you don't, you should. (laughs) Life is Everywhere podcast on Instagram and Life is Everywhere podcast on Facebook. But share these episodes for me. It truly does help. It gets into the ears that need to listen. Thank you again to my sponsors. You guys are amazing. And if you would like to sponsor my podcast, just inbox me or send me an email at lifeiseverywherepodcast, the number one at gmail.com. Or you can cash at me at the dollar sign faith over fear. And there's no E and over. All is appreciated, but there's no obligation at all. I love you guys regardless. And like I always say, change your perspective change your attitude, change your mind, and you change your life. I believe in you. So believe in you too. Until next time, I'm out.